Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hello and welcome to the AEW Rampage Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. A quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Sidrich, we'll look ahead to tonight's episode of... Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's my number. This is Rampage, baby. <laughs> and I'm nervous about tonight's episode, I feel nothing. Well, <laughs> because... You and I, the moment this happened on last week's Rampage, yes, you and I said, right, they've got to deal with that. The Eddie Kingston-Ortiz thing. Tonight we hear from Eddie Kingston. We discover probably what's next for him and the House of Black stuff and what have you. But we've always said this is the company that understands that, yeah, wrestlers would probably watch the show they were on if this was, you know, all... 100% legit and Eddie Kingston you said would John Moxley do this no well Eddie Kingston can't do it either it has to be kind of straight out of the gate for Eddie Kingston here no no messing around no confusion were you going to hit a woman with a chair last week clearly not I've watched the stuff back clear that up with with what's going on with him and Ortiz and there's a lot of question marks around what's going on with the House of Black as well yeah absolutely but in general on Rampage okay Wilborn what am I looking at on my phone? Or what am I doing on my phone right now? <laughs> I'll tell you what it isn't. That's not my alarm being set, no, is it? No. Because I'm not setting an alarm. I'm just not doing it because this one isn't doing it for me. It feels very much like it's going to be a 7 out of 10. There's a match which we'll delve into that we kind of know is going to be good. Yeah. And that is the reason why it's actually on this show. But other than that... Nothing essential. Building block booking to legitimize certain wrestlers ahead of certain matches that they're having next week. Very gentle storyline advancement. Um, I'm a bit pissed off about that the more you say that, actually. The more I sit here and think about it. Because, you know, Dynamite has been sensational for, well, since the start of the year, if not before that, obviously. Basically, after full gear. Yeah. I'm struggling to think of an episode after full gear where I was like, oh, that was rubbish. Mm. Or, oh, there was so many backstage interruptions in that one. It's just been great. 
from the start of 2023, I think Tony's done a great job with, with Rampage. Like inc- an incredible three-week run. Yeah. Like, what was it, the 4th, the 11th, and the 18th? Yeah, because, like, would it be... An the, unbelievable run. But, like, Rampage and Battle of the Builds, which was great. Then last week, obviously, it's the LA show, Kia Forum. They're going to do big things there. I think I'm just a little bit disappointed, the more I look at this, that they haven't just gone, yeah, let's just get Adam Cole back in the ring. Let's have his first match on Rampage. It's taped, yes, but it was the, the you know, everything seemed to be heading in the right direction, and it feels like this is, yes, there's some fun matches that we'll get into, as you say, but it does kind of feel a little bit like they're slipping back into, ah, it's not that important. If we're going to need to do stuff, big things, we'll do that on Dynamite and just Rampage yeah. will just be the... And it's, and it's disappointing. Seven out of ten, B-show. You watch it, you enjoy it. You don't, don't miss anything unmissable. And Wilborn, I'm not just doing a gimmick here. I think that Adam Cole thing's a really, really good idea. Don't you call me butter, baby. I'm on a coal. All right, okay. Because uh, the idea to... is, right, Sorry. that they don't want to give away their biggest matches, right? No. On little old Rampage with its genuinely terrible time slot, particularly when they want to pump those numbers up. It's at 0.26. Like, those were uh, rookie numbers, quite frankly. <laughs> yes. Uh, they do need to pump those up. I know they have over the last two weeks. So that's very, very encouraging. And uh, I... Uh, so I can understand why they're saving Adam Cole's first match for Dynamite, but he's almost certainly going to win his first match, unless they do some kind of bait and switch where... Is his head literally... Yeah. Right? They can't do that, though, because they've been doing a lot of concussion head stuff elsewhere, and it would be a terrible idea. Uh, it would be like a 2019 noble failure of an idea mm. that the guy's a star. People miss him. He's one of the best, uh, most over guys on the roster. So just have him win. And why not do that on Rampage? If the result is a certainty, no one's going to get, ah, oh, spoilers on Rampage. Like, he's going to win anyway. So I don't understand why they're not doing that. Um, so I, it's just seven out of ten fair, isn't it? Mm. What do you reckon about this whole Eddie Kingston thing? Oh yeah, the thing that you were asking us about. Sorry, it's fine. Uh, look, right, this company has earned its let it play out privileges so much so that I shouldn't have to reiterate. This company has earned its let it play mm. out privileges, lest we forget one of the most endearing and genuinely clever aspects of Eddie Kingston's character is that he's the indie guy who should never have made it here, and he still can't believe his luck doesn't necessarily belong, and, you know, he doesn't deem himself worthy of it half the time in character. And in reality, we know he struggles um, with mental health. But one of the wonderful aspects of his character is that he's so authentic, he can't possibly be a carny, that he kind of hates being on TV, even though he knows he deserves it. When he's in that place, in the best place, he knows he deserves it. He struggles with it, as I've just said. But when he's imposter syndrome, yeah, he feels uh, a perfect way of putting it. He feels like he's got imposter syndrome, but when he knows he's better than the nagging, anxious doubts in his mind, he knows he's the best. He knows he's better than Jericho. He knows he's better than whoever. He knows he can win that title um, and bring it home to Ruthie and all these other incredible moments in a career that feels less than incredible at the moment. Quite frankly, in AEW, is that. To be the authentic guy in AEW, he'll mock explicitly on camera the idea of being TV on TV. Like, oh, we have to do it with the cameras. Oh, right, okay, you have to wind me down. Or, oh, I have to say an outline to finish my promo. The idea that he, of all people, wouldn't be aware that he could just watch this television program. Mm. 
but of course he will. He's in AEW. You don't have to be a Moxley tier star who they really care to protect and not make look stupid. Like even bloody Matt Hardy knows he's on telly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like uh, I. So I'm going to suggest or at least predict. I hope that yes, he's going to say something to the effect of like, "Who do you think I am? I'm not an idiot." Ortiz isn't an idiot. Watch the TV. They're trying to get inside our minds. But maybe by this point, Ortiz is already sort of thinking, well, I don't know what the story is, if I'm being perfectly honest. Maybe he's already thinking, well, you know, can't go any worse. I'm doing nothing with you. Doing absolutely nothing in this partnership. We're not doing anything. We're not winning. Uh, We're just going nowhere. Maybe I should join the House of Black. Or maybe we should have a fight instead of something. But I don't think they're going to really play out this angle as if Eddie Kingston isn't capable of going on YouTube and watching like the TV. Yeah, and I, I said it at the time. I thought it was the... I get what they're trying to do and be like, oh, wait, wait a second. Why is he saying that? But if that was your plan all along, it's the dumbest plan ever to have a hidden agent in Ortiz who's someone who's yeah. already with the House of Black, but they're like, don't worry, just pretend you're still with Eddie Kingston. It makes the House of Black look dumb as well. Yeah, and then say to him on camera, good job. Yeah. And it's obviously a ploy that Eddie Kingston, like you say, doesn't play around with this bollocks. I shouldn't. Want, I've spoken to Ortiz, spoke to him the moment we got back through that curtain and said, you do know that I wasn't obviously going to hit yeah. Julia Hart with a chair. That was just, you know, in the heat of the moment, obviously I got got the you, you were confused, but that's not the case. Uh, and obviously I don't think you're a part of the House of Black because, yeah, that's ridiculous. It just, but it, I don't know where they go from here. Yeah, I don't know where they go from here because as you point out, Kingston will look like an idiot for falling for it. Ortiz, fellow babyface for now, will look like an idiot for falling for it. And the idea is the House of Black are meant to be these sinister manipulators, I think. Mm. I don't really know what they're meant to be, to be perfectly honest. And uh, But they would be stupid for even thinking that Kingston and Ortiz would fall for these games. and They'll just look silly and naive and foolish for playing in them, and it's just not good creative. And look, Eddie Kingston should be on that John Moxley tier of performers. Where I, we mean a hamphlet whenever we discuss WWE podcasts at this point, it can be referred to as back in the day, like before AEW. We would always say, Oh, this baby face looks like an arsehole again. Oh, this baby face looks like a complete nutter geek. <laughs> um, what would Steve Austin do in this situation? Yes. Not what they've just done. How would Steve Austin be treated in this situation? Not like they've just been. And John Moxie is the new example because that's how good his booking has been, that's how great he is. And realistically, Eddie Kingston should be in that Moxley tier. No one shouldn't be, but, you know, you can have different comedy characters who can be yeah. susceptible to this kind of thing, but they're meant to be smart operators, and I just hate this storyline. It's just doing nout for us. It's a complete waste of resources. Speaking of which, uh, the JAS storyline rolls on. Uh, Ricky Starks obviously getting the win over Jake Hager on Dynamite. Subsequently, it's now going to be Chris Jericho and one of two people partnering him against Ricky Starks and Action Andretti on Dynamite next week. Who that is is determined by a match tonight. Daniel Garcia wants revenge for the JS on Action Andretti. If he wins, he takes his mentor Sammy Guevara's place. But I know you just wished this had been a fairly straightforward. Ricky Stocks has lost the world title match, but he's beat Chris Jericho onto the next one rather and then, than. And then Chris Jericho can say, right, okay, well, I'm far away from the title picture. But me and Sammy can go for the tag team titles because we've got a great historical record. Mm. 
um, in AEW. So let's get a few wins on Dark. Just, you know, ramp up the later, the more recent bit of form. And then they could develop a storyline with Jericho and Guevara after the fact. This isn't happening. Instead, we're getting the usual Chris Jericho pay-per-view cycle, which is growing increasingly tiresome. Look, the way to do this for me, and I promise I haven't read any spoilers, Andretti has to win, with the idea being that the Sex Gods are a great tag team. Yes. And they could really, their chemistry and the way that they wrestle with each other is, I find it so good, so underrated, that I could rescue a bit of this build for me. And at the same time, you further the idea of Sammy Guevara being able to really neg and patronize Garcia for losing. It's like, yeah, uh, losing to a fellow rookie or something like yes. that with Andretti. That could be entertaining. You can do something with Garcia and uh, Guevara as an offshoot of that. All the while, Andretti wins. Yes. And Jericho hates the fact that Andretti keeps getting one over on the JAS. So that's the direction. It feels like there's no drama or purpose in anything other than an Andretti win. And if anything, you don't just block stuff off from the future, but you kind of undo things you've done in the past. So Andretti to win in another shocker. Like, he's done it again. Lightning struck twice, this sort of thing. But I don't know the spoilers. No, I agree. I think Action Andretti has to win this one. And I like the idea of, yeah, A, the story of him not just being a once fluky jobber guy, but, oh, if you you take this lad lightly, he'll surprise you. I also like the idea of Garcia in this, these are his sort of final moments of looking up following everything that Chris Jericho says religiously. He goes into this match, Daniel Garcia, as Chris Jericho did against Action Andretti the first time, being like, I got this, this is just going to beat this jobber, and then onto the proper match, where I'll get my hands on bloody Ricky Starks, who's the real issue here, not this pathetic loser. I like the idea of Sammy Guevara interfering, and Daniel Garcia going, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't need your help. Yeah, Action yeah. Andretti. Yeah, yeah. And then Action Andretti. Blows up in their bloody face. Uh, yeah. Straightforward stuff. Building to Wednesday, um, but it's a, yeah, it's a needlessly convoluted storyline, this one. It is. It's just an excuse to pad out this Jericho Starks thing until revolution. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right. Let's talk Brian Cage versus yeah. Willie Mack. This is what we are really looking forward to tonight. Yeah, absolutely. It exists because the first match drew such rave reviews on Elevation that there's no better means of reheating Cage and getting people excited about the match with Brian Danielson because to go from Kanosuke to Keshta and Bandido to Brian Cage feels on paper like a diminished return, except Brian Cage since he's been brought back into the AEW slash ROH fold, has really been impressive. Mm. He had Wardlow's best match as TNT champion. That was really, really entertaining. Um, He's had a match with Jungle Boy that was also quite well received, short as it was. Um, And ultimately, it's a different dimension and possibly a much needed one for the Danielson character in that, yes, the idea is that it's almost suboptimal that during the matches with Takeshita and Bandido, the fans gravitated towards <laughs> the guy that they don't... Uh, they The fans gravitated not towards the guy who they should want to win the yeah, AEW world title. But at the same time, if they go this more heel route later, then people's memories aren't of, oh, I liked Bandido in that match a great deal. And it will then morph to, wasn't Danielson awesome in that match? This was always going to happen. If you just think about it long-term, taking a step back, the match quality is far is of far more significance to the wider storyline than the idea that, you know, the reactions were split. Because mm. um, the idea is to present Danielson as this unbelievable professional wrestler who has mastered different genres. He's conquered wrestlers in lengthy matches from just some of the very best wrestlers from these various wrestling hotbeds of Japan and Mexico, and that's how great Danielson is. He's a global specialist, so diverse, he can go the distance, and how is MGF possibly going to have a chance? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of working because, obviously, I kind of know he's going to retain at Revolution, um, but the how is the really important yes. bit here. It's almost like Archer Page, except a more interesting storyline where they've got an idea for how they're going to make you doubt the result or how MGF's going to win. So that's a really important and very clever um, plot thread for like a first title defense, which is always quite tricky to navigate. So this match exists to further that, and it's about time, I think, that there's a new dimension to this Danielson run where he fights from underneath against a heel. And and Cage and uh, Mac was so good that they are basically just going to run it back, subvert the odd sequences for those who have seen it, but then just try and kill it um, for a second time. Yeah, I, I, it's very straightforward, this, and I'm going to say something in a second that maybe is a little bit too WWE-brained, but I'd love your thoughts on it, because, like you say, these two bloody massive hosses going at it I get here. excited, because it's a dynamic. How they are doing that, I have no idea. Yeah. Hoss fight. Um, and, yeah, the story is... Brian Cage can do that to Willie Mack and look at the size of him. He's clearly very talented as well, but just look at the size of him. Pipsqueak of Brian Danielson doesn't stand a chance next Wednesday. And I do like the dynamic that's been added by the MJF uh, interaction with Cage of like, because you're going into most of these matches, whether it was, like you say, Takeshita, Bandido, or Brian Cage going, well, he's not, not going to lose, is he? Because that 
then what are you doing? What are we doing at the pay-per-view if that's the case? The closer we get to the end, you and I have said that the timings that they've laid out means that we sent some form of shenanigans. Maybe it's this, because I think the dynamic now of, I don't care if you win or you lose. Like Brian Cage, but I want you to break his arm. So Brian Cage could go in there, climb straight in the ring, grab a chair, hit Brian Danielson with it and be like, I've lost, but break your arm now. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's exactly how it's going to play out. It's going to be an ego thing, probably, that Brian Cage is like, I'm going to do both, win and break his arm. But would you have him, this is the WWE brain part coming in, just to really spell out for the audience what he can do, and this is nothing against Willie Mack, but would you have him break Willie Mack's arm in this match, or at least injure him and then, then be like, if the, to, to do yeah. the WWE thing. If that happens next week, then Danielson will basically be at the title match. Look, as much as I love AEW, they're not above that. They are absolutely not. Abo- they're absolutely not above really trying to hammer home certain story beats. So I can um, envisage that happening. But yeah, it's basically just exists as a way of Brian Cage. It's going to work a ripper of a match again, and he's going to work an even better one with Danielson. Watch it. So I don't know about the storyline injury implications. Because this match doesn't interest me as much as a different near future potential match that um, one of our loyal listeners, Leaf, a talented writer in his own right, by the way, um, suggested to me on Twitter um, very recently. um, We speculated that MGF potentially was talking in sort of a double meaning, um, talking about the monster behind the mask slipping. And Leaf, I wish I'm kind of annoyed actually that I didn't think of this. So I'll just edit the name out and then we'll just pretend. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you can tie everything together, monster behind a mask, I want his arm broken. What if we get Penta El Zero Miedo versus Brian Danielson? Oh my God. Because his whole thing is breaking arms. And look, that device feels like literally a decade ago because that's how long ago we are talking almost would you trust anyone less than danielson to do this properly Mm. not like roll him up four seconds later after he's shoot broken your arm like danielson that could be the injury he carries into revolution that would be a great match um penta during the best of seven, was always the one who was like, I'll take the hammer. Yeah. Of course I will. I want to win. <laughs> that um, heel demeanor could advance whatever's going to happen next with Death Triangle because we know Phoenix was not uh, Ray Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> yes. Sound a bit like I was from Washington there. Yeah. Leds to the Leds. And uh, I, so there's definite potential for that to splinter off into the stuff with Death Triangle. And those connections, we've been invited to link them up because that's what AEW fans do. And Leaf, AEW fan, great shout that seems to have nailed it. Mm. But not a good night to be, as much as these matches are going to be a load of fun, not a good night to be Willie Mack tonight, probably. Yeah, probably not. Win for Brian Cage, obviously, to set him up for next week. Uh, Jungle Boy taking on Ethan Page, effectively. <sighs> Jungle One half of Jungle Hook taking on one part of The Firm. How do you see this one playing out? Um, I see you walking into Monday's preview and saying, yeah, yeah, it was a three and a quarter star match. <laughs> but didn't Jungle Boy's hair look fantastic when Ethan Page did his over-the-shoulder sort of... How do you describe the body... Sl- uh, the 
Ego's Edge. Power Slam. No, not the Ego's Edge. The Power Slam, like the slingshotty deal. Yes. Where he lifts them up and then in one seamless motion catches them and drives them to the mat at the same time. Jungle Boy's hair will look fantastic when we do this. Look, I like this as a um, character trait more than the match I'm really looking forward to in that Jungle Boy can beat up and defeat really uh, strong large men. Luchasaurus, Brian Cage, and now Ethan Page. We know it'll be a good match. Nothing that's going to be blow away great. Nothing I can earnestly, hand on heart, say, staying up early for this, staying up late for this. It's Ethan yes. Page versus Jungle Boy. I think it'll be a really nice bit of business, and you'll probably get some very predictable, obligatory afters with Hook and uh, Big Bill. It'll be good. I like it when it's happening. I likely won't rave about it, nor at this moment in time am I like, I'm not going to struggle to get to sleep tonight, mm. knowing that that awaits me in the morning. I am hopeful that, a, yes, they get the Big Bill stuff. Love Big Bill here at What Culture. But I do like the idea of Stokely thinking he can tip the scale somewhat in Ethan Page's uh, direction and then Hook getting involved and just a conniption fit from Stokely at Hook, who's just completely blank, would be... I mean, it's just it's just the ne- inevitable development yeah, of this yeah, storyline, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, win for Jungle Boy here without question over... Uh, Ethan Page. Finally, we've got uh, an inaction thing. So I sense a relatively straightforward squash, but more storyline development in and around it because it's Jay Cargill and Layla Gray in action. But uh, is tonight the time that Red Velvet further targets the bad? I was going to say the baddies. It's the baddie now. The baddie and Jade. <laughs> so it's Jade. Uh, this whole baddies thing has been such an unmitigated, bizarre disaster. She wanted them for reasons. There was a motive. It's not as if she was struggling to put people away. Right. And she thought, man. When MGF first flirted with the idea of joining the inner circle and then realizing that, you know what, I've got my own faction that I'm forming in secret with the idea being that I need to take out the inner circle before I can have a stable, the original idea behind which was God damn it, me and Wardlow weren't enough to beat John Moxley. You need a stable in this game. Um, and that is because the only world champion up to that point who was a heel had a stable, mm-hmm. Chris Jericho, um, who was able to hold on to the title. So there was a legitimate great reason for MGF to find a stable. There's literally none for Jade Cargill in the first instance, uh, Jade Cargill mm-hmm. in the first instance to have a stable. There was no need whatsoever from a character motivation standpoint or a necessity standpoint other than to get people on TV, which there's enough. Um, She's hated them the entire time. (laughs) They've never had, like, a nice time. There's never been any camaraderie. So, like, the inner circle had a laugh together. They enjoyed being dickheads together. Mm. I remember vividly, everyone was like, oh, it's a great idea to have a stable to go up against the elite delay certain big matches with the use of a stable. All of these were kind of like old things made new again when AEW was launched and they've descended into parody and pattern now, but it was quite novel all over again at the time. Um, But, you know, the inner circle sort of didn't look like they belonged together, but you had, like, a good idea. Mm -hmm. And then as the weeks and months passed and they just developed chemistry with each other, they 
had daft grins on their, on their faces after they were beating people down. They had a camaraderie, so when they threatened to split apart, it meant something. There was some heft there. There was some just, yeah, heft to the mm. material. There's none of this with the baddies or the baddie. And now they're not the, it's just, this is terrible. Are they in action? Yes. I th- so Jade Cargill's going to beat someone in a minute, and Red Velvet's going to look uninterested, and it's just a pathetic excuse to do the people will whinge if there's no women. What do we do? Oh, Jade Cargill cheat code because she doesn't really work 10-minute matches. Good, more time for the men. Oh, ew. So the people can hear it? <laughs> I think it's even more than that. I think it's, and I'm someone who's got a bit of like OCD about this as well. I quite like it. It's Jay Cargill's 48 and 0 right now. We want Jay Cargill versus Red Velvet, the TBS championship, to be for the streak, the gold, or the 50 and 0. So they will give her a win here. And there we go. Yeah. Job done. Job Sorry. done. See you later. I've got a list to finish downstairs. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, like you say, some some local small women uh, because she's beaten the likes of Sky Blue and people like that on numerous occasions. Uh, yeah, straightforward victory. And then maybe Red Velvet comes out and says, maybe not at the pape because it's a long way to go till that. But on this specific date, um, your your run comes to an end. You're just gonna fall short, Arsenal esque, of the uh, the big five zero. All right, United BM when they were doing the when they. Did the I don't know if it was up to fifty. I think it was just. I think it was. I think yeah. it, was they, it was the fiftieth game that Man United, Ruud van Nistelrooy, and Wayne Rooney, if I'm not mistaken. Ah. Well, that's my useless brain. Um, I'm like that. With, I'm like that with Dave Meltzer star ratings. <laughs> Give us a match, and I'll tell you the star rating. Uh, Adam Cole, uh, Johnny Gargano, two out of three falls. Five and a half. Give us like more matches. Uh, um, 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 Stings uh, with Darby Allen uh, when he when everyone was like, oh, he's just gonna kind of just sort of be there, and then he did the mad stuff basically. Oh, against uh, Men of the Year. Yeah, three and a quarter. It's amazing. I think so anyway. Yeah, I'll believe you. <laughs> uh, but yes, I think. Quote me on this. Jay Cargill and Layla Gray are going to beat insert tag team here. So, and then we're probably going to get some red velvet stuff that's going to go off full two minutes on Rampage. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the pyros might be going longer at the start of Rampage. Yeah. Than, uh, than this match. Anyway, let us know your thoughts ahead of Rampage tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, this might have a preview is available right now. Uh, WrestleCulture with a hashtag bloody good quiz is coming your way a little bit later on today. And then on Monday, me and Sidge will be back to review this show, of course. But for now, this has been the Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.